This is a definite must-read for 2022. It is Wellness Well Played, The Power of a Playlist by Jennifer Buchanan. Welcome to Hue at Home, I'm Tracy Koga, and today we're talking about music. And no, not the top 40 hits that you hear on the radio over and over again. This is music as therapy, and how it can empower us and make our lives so much better. Our special guest will be Jennifer Buchanan. She is the author of Wellness Well Played, and she'll have not only more about music, but how we can really delve into our own selves and find out more about us as the music unfolds. Welcome to Hue at Home. We all know the power of words, but today we're going to be talking about the power of music. And I am so honored and pleased to have, I consider, uh, a worldly expert on this, Jennifer Buchanan. Uh, welcome to Hewitt Home. I believe you're in Calgary. Is that true? It is true. And you have as much snow as we do here in Winnipeg? <laughs> right, and been going through some really bitter cold days. Today's a bit warmer, though. Oh, I know. Yeah, it says like minus six, but with the wind chill, it's still minus 24. <laughs> I, so I don't know. <laughs> so I, I know that this book, we're talking about a book and music. So let's um, talk more, Jennifer, about your position as a music therapist and what does that all entail? So I became a certified music therapist just over 30 years ago. And when I entered this profession, it came at a time where um, music therapy was fairly new. I was the 133rd music therapist in Canada. So that's how new it was. Today we're well over a thousand. We're a professional group who have a certification body. We all have degrees or masters or PhDs in, in, in music therapy. And where you can find us are in highly medical settings. So we might be in end of life care and palliative care and hospice. We're also on neural rehabilitation units. Uh, we work in corrections. We work with school boards in actual classrooms. Probably if you would ask any music therapist, you know, youngest client could potentially be infants in the NICUs at the children's hospitals. Um, all the way to, I know I've worked with someone who was 104 and a half in long-term care. So we're everywhere, <laughs> um, but we're also on the, it's still growing, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, if you kind of take it uh, and you break it down, music in a sense, it's, mm. you know, um, everybody's favorite playlist or favorite song, it's all sub subjective. So how do you kind of make it a science in, like yeah. we say, calming people down. Uh, and you mentioned brain surgery and, and working with people that have cognitive um, problems too as well. How does music mm -hmm. help in that sense? I love that question because this is essentially what puts the therapy in the music therapy is, <laughs> is us uh, personalizing absolutely every session we do to whatever the needs are, what the desired benefit is. So at a brain level, what you can imagine is that um, a lot's going on. There is so much activity happening in different areas of the brain. 
And some of those areas may have been affected due to stroke or due to a disease diagnosis. Um, but because music is a global brain process, it's not in just one place. It's in the mood centers, it's in motivation centers, it's in the memory centers. Music therapists are able to work with individuals and access the center that we're going to strengthen, grow, rebuild, whatever that's going to be. So retraining language could be a part of it. Uh, it could be working on gait. So someone and the, the way that they're walking, they we could smooth out the way that they're retraining the way they're walking in their gait. Um, a lot of the work and where this book is coming from is around that mental health piece on how people are feeling. And regardless of whether they're in the community or they're in a hospital setting, um, the, if we can feel just that little bit better, and I know so many of us are wanting to feel better even right now in our homes and uh, music can help us take the next steps required for our health and well-being in general and in very specific cases when you're going through a difficult time. Wow. Okay, so let's talk about this book. I love the title, Wellness Well Played, The Power of a, of a Playlist. I, what was your reason behind doing this book at this point in time? So being in a practice, doing a career for 30 years, um, owning a private practice, so being a health entrepreneur, I have a staff, um, I've been working with my national organization on a policy level, and all of a sudden something like a pandemic strikes and affects every area of your life, your personal life and your professional life simultaneously, and then you look at what brings you some level of comfort and groundedness. And there was a video that came out through uh, that I saw in all the socials, which were um, uh, people singing from the balconies in mm -hmm. Italy, familiar songs in Italian, obviously songs that the entire street knew because they all joined in and sang along. And I didn't even, like, I didn't know that song, but I didn't have to know that song to know that it was radiating and changing the spirit of the people as they were going through a really, really difficult time. And I was reminded of all those times over the 30 years that I have seen music work that quickly, that it can make change so fast in how we're feeling so we can just cope. And I realized I wasn't using music in my own life um, because I was, you know, I was just activated to get everything done and make sure we were going to make it through. And I remember my favorite homework assignment for clients. So we often see a client, you know, once a week over a period of time. But just like a physiotherapist would give you exercises, um, we also can do the same thing. And one of my favorites has been all the different ways we can do different playlists for 
particular reasons. And I thought, what an opportunity for me now to delve deep into defining all the different ways I have seen the effectiveness of something that seems so simple, the playlist, but not always easy because it takes resources and time, but the impact, the benefits that it can have on our well-being, I have seen time and time again how important and strong it can make people feel again at a time of weakness. Oh, well, and it just twigs a, a memory in your book, one of your own personal stories. I'd like you to share it. It's the one where you played a song for the mother and father. Well, their daughter was yep. dying. This was, this is a COVID story and people will relate to this in different ways, I think. Um, where we couldn't physically be with the people we loved as easily and in this case, um, as someone who was working on a palliative care unit, I uh, got a call um, saying, Jen, could you come in today? And it happened to be Christmas Eve. And, uh, and so not a typical day that I would work. But when you get a call like that, you know it's important. Mm -hmm. I went on in and they walked me to a doorway of a young girl in her early 20s who was in university, who during COVID had been diagnosed for uh, a stage four uh, cancer, and her parents were on a different continent. Like, they couldn't get here until that day. The parents had just arrived, the parents requested that I came in. They knew what a music therapist could do. I wasn't allowed into the room. I'm all gowned up. I've got the mask on. I've got my guitar. I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, but the mom did. And she said, uh, Jen, would you sing so my husband and I can dance together? So the last thing my daughter will see is her parents happy and the last thing they see or hear is live music and that was the gift they wanted to send their beautiful young daughter off with in her hospital room um it was i i yeah oh well i'm getting all teary-eyed just listening yeah. And I'm sure people are a little curious, uh, what song did you play? You know, this was a difficult, uh, you know, as we put together playlists, especially as we work with other people, this can become very difficult because one is we are from different continents. We mm -hmm. come from a different culture. Um, they did not give me any direction in regards to that. And it didn't seem the moment to really dig into it. You just had to do it oh. right away. And so I always go to um, music that tends to have had global appeal over a period of time. You quickly assess the age of the parents. <laughs> and um, so I did an Elvis song. I did Love Me Tender. And, uh, and they seemed to recognize it right away. They put their arms around each other and began to just move around the room and dance together and... Um, yeah. Uh, I, 
that that must be so amazing um, for yourself too, right? To be part of that intimate moment where yeah. you see the power of music. Right in front of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Well, I guess in making this book, what are some of the, I guess, highlights mm. for you? Yeah. So I, I think I reminded myself just how many different ways there are to do something, you know, <laughs> and like I was saying, it, putting together a playlist sounds relatively simple, but I also, as I went through the exercises myself, so instead of me directing what to do, <laughs> I, I wanted to really dig in myself. I went, gosh, this isn't easy. Um, you know, sometimes we don't have all the technology that we wish we had, so we're going to have to learn that and ask people questions and and watch a couple of videos to make it right. And, and then sometimes it's just the music itself, like... I uh, recently did a, one of the playlists which I set an intention for what 2022 was going to be and it's about picking a feeling word and I wrote, it took me a while first of all to go what feeling do I want and I found the word drive. Drive seemed to just keep coming back and not just having drive and you know making sure I'm plowing through but also thinking about that I'm going to drive this and pull over when I need to pull over and mm -hmm. get, you know, an oil change. You know what I mean? <laughs> like we look yeah. after ourselves. We have to yeah. look after ourselves. So putting together that playlist, I thought, oh, I'm going to put all my favorites in there. So I started putting my favorites, but they didn't work. They didn't match the feeling drive. Mm -hmm. And I found myself feeling guilty letting go of some of my favorites and adding in some new music like I was. And so I, I write about these elements and uh, um, just the process we might go through as we curate the right playlist for the right moment in the right way. Yeah, it's going to take a little bit of time and a lot's going to come up for you. And Wow, I, that is so fascinating and, and really... Uh, it is a, a really interesting read because as you go through it, you kind of reevaluate your own life. That's what mm -hmm. I felt reading it. And uh, we're going to talk more because I want to know and I want to share with everybody how to even make a playlist that can motivate you, that can give you power. Um, and I guess, too, we all want to feel in control because there's so much happening, right, Jen, outside of our lives that so we're not in control of. That's right. And hopefully this process will help us feel a lot more grounded. Okay, well, don't go away. Jennifer will be back. We'll learn how to make that playlist only for ourselves. But uh, right now, I want to premiere a beautiful video. It's called Smile, and it's dedicated to Vince Fontaine. We lost Vince way, way too soon, very unfortunately. And our thoughts and prayers are with his family. He is the founder of Indian City, and he has been such a mentor for so many musicians here locally and nationally, and especially to the Indigenous music community. So here is Smile. Hopefully it puts a smile on your face, and we'll return with Jennifer Buchanan and more about music, therapy, and making us whole again. This is Hugh at Home.
Did, Will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network.
Welcome back to Hugh at Home. My guest is Jennifer Buchanan. She's a music therapist and author of a book called Wellness Well Played. And yes, folks, it's about playlists. And now we're going to learn how to make that playlist that will make you a creative monster, a powerhouse, <laughs> uh, you know, um, superwoman. Wow, okay. And like, like we had talked before, uh, Jennifer, again, this isn't a cure-all, but it definitely helps the mental spirit. Music, right? A absolutely. There are many ingredients required for our <laughs> mental health. I believe music is one of those, and that piece is what we're going to talk about. Okay, so I give it to you, girl. Playlist. Okay, perfect. Oh. So I want, you know, I was trying to figure out while I wrote the book how to organize the playlist. And I kept coming back that there's the first playlist that I'm going to encourage you to put together. But you can go in any order that you want to. But the very first one is your life soundtrack. And it doesn't matter if you've actually got all this music right now, if you even have technology. You can have a piece of paper and a pen. And by breaking down your life into decades now if you're 18 so it's just a couple if you're 68 there might be more and each piece of paper um, will represent one decade and as you listen to a song on the radio or someone talks about a piece of music or you see it on one of the streaming services or through one of your socials and you go oh I remember and as soon as you say, I remember, and you get that technicolor vision, writing it down and begin to document, you know, the music you heard in that first decade and second decade, third decade and onwards in your life, curating your life soundtrack, seeing your life through the lens of music. That's going to be my first recommendation. Wow, well that's a lot of music, but if you really sit down and think about it, and it's interesting, you know, you can think of a song and, and right away, your brain, you're right, well you mentioned Technicolor, yes, so many thoughts and colors and things come to your mind that it's almost like a brain overload. <laughs> yeah, and so that's why doing this in small chunks is healthy. Mm -hmm. This is not a one-time sit-down activity. This is something over time. 
and recognizing that a song is never just a song and a playlist is never just a playlist, but a song is a really meaningful moment to us and that takes some energy just to write it down and remember everything that went about it. And a playlist is your story. And so we're doing this huge playlist um, and this life soundtrack has not ended yet. So there's going to be more to come. Wow. It's interesting, Jennifer, is there like a certain amount of songs on a playlist or does that determine what that playlist is going to, how that playlist is going to motivate you? Yeah, there's both. So something like your life soundtrack, like you said, is going to be huge. I mean, and that's going to be like <laughs> your biggest soundtrack for sure. But there are playlists that we can use very intentionally with very few songs. One could be similar to what we were talking about where we determine a feeling that we want to be able to reach. Um, we could even pick a time of day when we notice that we could use that boost, that shift. Um, if you're not good at 4 p.m. in the afternoon, for example, and you need a boost of energy, and there you only really need three to six to eight songs that every time you hear them, they give you that boost of the energy word. They give you that feeling that you're hoping to aspire to. Another playlist that I put in that really curates it to a set number in the book is around your signature 12. And this is when you take that huge life soundtrack and you curate it down to your 12 legacy pieces. If you could only share the 12 signature songs that represent you through your entire lifetime, what 12 would they be? And I hear a lot of comments, oh, I can't do that. I couldn't just bring it down into 12. And that's the point. This is a hard, this is not one of those simple things to do. It takes a lot of work. But what I'm going to suggest is, but if you had to, what would be your signature 12? It's going to say a lot to yourself. Those values you're talking about will, again, really show up strongly. Because our values, when curated like this, our music, when curated like this, shows those values. Wow. So that could be really telling. I guess. Really telling. And I guess, have you been surprised by some of your clients or have some of the clients been surprised by their Yeah, clients? I would say my clients have been surprised and, and where the therapy comes for us is that we're sitting there now going beyond the song selection and, and often we're talking about the process and what came up for them during the selection of those songs. It, it reveals a lot about us and, and I'd be curious and if you are someone who loves to go on social media, if you just hashtag Signature 12, I find them once in a while and I love hearing other people's stories on, on what they come up with. Oh my goodness. Um, let's go personal with you. Uh, we've talked, you know, and we revealed a very touching story about the mother and the father dancing for their dying daughter. Uh, all of these things really have to have an effect on you. How do you come to grips and how do you turn yourself around? 
That's great. Um, first of all, I'm really grateful for um, good education and colleagues around me um, and ensuring I have my own supports in place, um, ensuring that the relationships around me call forth my strengths. And um, because, yes, you're right, the work is um, not just the music therapy wor work, but also being a, a business owner and being a um, a health in in health leadership. Oh my, like it's mm -hmm. a lot. So the people around me really, really matter. Mm -hmm. um, I would also say in those immediate moments, um, it when when you do make it all about them, that you are seeing it about them. It it really isn't about you. What's happening yeah. right now? You're just creating a framework. Um, similar to what you're doing for me right now, you're creating this frame for me to share with you. Uh, it's very similar to that, that I'm, I'm just a witness to something that is amazing in the case of that story in particular. And that amazing story has affected me that will help me be even better at what I do moving forward. Oh, no doubt. And also, you have a personal, uh, I guess, story too with music and how it helped you in a difficult situation dealing with postpartum depression, as you oh. kind of found out. Oh, yeah. Um, this was a revealing moment for me. Um, so first of all, I decided to have my kids 15 months apart. I'm not going to even tell you that was planned. <laughs> thinking that hey you're the and, help person <laughs> right and still doing our lives and I um I I just plugged along I don't know how do we do that right we just keep doing it all the time and I had to go somewhere um I don't remember why but I got to a, a stop sign and I remember reaching down and turning on the radio in the car and realizing I had not done that for about 14 months. I had not been playing music in the car. And as I moved through the green light, the metaphor was just so strong that I was feeling better. Here I am going through a postpartum depression moment for for all these months not looking after myself not even no one had brought it to my attention but realizing in that moment it's been there and so what I like recommending to people now when use not listening to music as an indicator so, or just like we can use, uh, if there's anything that you typically love to do that you stop doing, use that as an indicator to reach out and get the supports you need, recognizing that this is the time to look after yourself. And so that, that was really big for me. Oh my goodness. And I guess through all of this, I mean, we always say it and we always ask it when you go through the journey of writing a book, or if you go through the journey of making an album and creating songs and, you know, showing your heart and everything like that. For you, what was the journey like now that your your baby is born? 
So this is my fourth book, and every book has been very different. I I can tell you, I could talk about the challenges with the other books. This book truly and uh, it has been a joy from the moment of conception, through the process of learning through it, through the collection of all the research, through the talking about it, and now being able to share it and recognizing just how much music has this capacity to warm us up and to make us feel better. So I'm still in a bit of the honeymoon glow of the entire <laughs> process. Um, let's touch base again in six months or a year and maybe things will be different. <laughs> oh, the world will have all of these playlists, Jennifer, and then your work is done. <laughs> you, can go, you can go relax on a beach and retire, right? Oh, okay, let's do it. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh my goodness, well, it has been a pleasure meeting you and uh, I cannot wait until the next book, or maybe this is it, but uh, wellness well played and definitely well written. I totally encourage you to try it, read it, and make a playlist. Jen has given us some real hard tools to work with and uh, get out those papers and pens and put down those songs that really, really show who you are. So thank you so much, Jennifer, for sharing all of this. Such a pleasure to be here. Thank you. So the Hive is a climbing and fitness facility, so we're bouldering only, which means no ropes or harnesses. We use mats for protection. The four pillars of our business are climbing, education, health and wellness, and community, and those aspects all kind of come together to create like a five-star climbing experience. We want to give a very special thank you to all of our guests on today's show and leave you with this question. What would your playlist look like? We want to know, so send us an email to hello at ilikehugh.com or you could message us on Facebook and Instagram at ilikehugh. But for now, stay safe and healthy and we'll see you next time on Hugh at Home. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcasts wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com. It's said that the more time you have to invest, the greater the return. Well, guess what? Kids have the most time if we learn to invest early. That's why I created the Cash Kid Podcast, where I teach kids and some adults financial skills they need to know on how to earn, save, and invest their money. Join me on this journey as we interview experts and explore topics that allow you to grow your money as kids. Just remember, anyone can be a cash kid. You just have to learn how to become one. 
Get ready to grow your financial knowledge and your wallet with the Cash Kid Podcast. That's right. Find us at thecashkidpodcast.com or listen in on places like Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, or YouTube. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.